0: Welcome to the 10-Minute Life Lesson Podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland-Payne. I train people for improved personal and professional development, offering my assistance to those ready to develop their goals into tangible, focused, and achievable plans of action. And this podcast is one of the tools I use to accomplish my mission. Generally, when the timer hits 9 minutes and 59 seconds on this recording, you'll have a fully developed life lesson that you can take with you and begin to implement immediately. And if this week's lesson has a ring of familiar, then it's probably a reinforcement of a life change you've already started to implement. This podcast falls under the umbrella of my greater personal development efforts, all under the Your Better You brand. For more information on accountability coaching or to gain access to tools, tricks and life hacks, visit yourbetteryou.info. Thank you for joining me on this journey today. Now, here is this week's life lesson. Losing definitely sucks. It really does feel bad to have a loss to not win in whatever you're working on, not succeed, not hit that goal, not make that measure. But losing is not the mark of what makes a person a loser. And that's not what we're talking about today, being a loser. We're talking about the loss. We're talking about not making the goal and how a professional loss, in a sense, although this is basically overarching in the lesson, is not a referendum on you. Just because something didn't work out for some plan in your business or in your progression in whatever professional life you're doing doesn't mean that you are faulty and you have failed. Your effort did not work out. Your effort may have failed, but you are not a failure for the loss that happened. Think of the very popular and somewhat overplayed sports analogy of a championship game. The two top contenders Are there? They're battling for the trophy, the prize, the bragging rights to be the champion for the next year until the next season comes around, and only one of them can go home with a trophy. Now, what's really overdone is saying that the team that wins is usually the team that wants it more. And that's not exactly the case. Both teams probably want it just as much, and maybe one team comes out to be just a bit more aggressive than the other, but that doesn't mean they didn't actually want it more. Something may have happened in the process of the game. A star player could go down in some freak accident. Something didn't gel in the planning or just whatever. Something didn't happen right, and it came down to one team beating the other. Maybe it was a tight contest. Maybe it was a complete blowout when it all was said and done. But in the end, one emerged victorious. One did not in the scenarios you see for the big championships for the professionals, you see a major celebration going on on the court, on the field where people are just cheering. There's confetti, there's cameras, there's lights, there's people all over the place. There's, there's hoodies and t-shirts and hats and things going on. In some cases, there's champagne being sprayed around If based on what's going on. It's a big celebration for the big win and a big celebration for those who were victorious. On the other hand, You go to the locker room for the losing team and you have the coach standing outside the locker room giving his thoughts on what happened. You don't go to the team members. You do maybe on an inside thing, but you don't go immediately to the team members as they are decompressing from what's a very big letdown. They thought they had a chance and it just didn't work out. You do not have to play professional sports or any sort of sport at all to know what it feels like when a loss happens, when you thought you had the job sewed up, when you were sure that big business deal was going to happen, when you just knew you are going to ask that girl out and she was going to say yes. Life is ultimately what you make of it, and if you make the most of it and you get enough wins, you get a good, a very good life, actually. But if you try to make the most of it and you get enough losses – or just enough to keep you from trying to keep winning, you get a disappointing life, at least in your head. This is where I am telling you the disappointment is real. You should feel it. You should go through the suffering and work through the process of getting over that suffering. But you don't let the suffering define who you are. You don't let any loss define who you are. I am the person that says knowing your limits is a best way to know yourself, because then you know what you actually can and cannot do. But knowing where you have limitations does not limit you from your life. It just keeps you from going places where you know you're not going to succeed in or you go find the help you need to make that thing happen if it's a must. For business, people who have shortcomings in various majors need to go find people to help them out. They need people to help them with their money so they can focus on the business. They need people to help focus on the details, the paperwork, so they can focus on the promotion. Things like that. And despite all the circumstances, looking as they are, and having all the right people in place, and all the right talent, all the right processes, everything you think's in place, there's always the wild card that is luck. You can call that luck, or you can call it the universe, you can call it God's will, you can call it you want to. There's always something that gets in the way. It's the rain on your wedding day, if you will, that makes things not exactly perfect, which means you don't come out exactly perfect, which mostly means you may not get the win, or at least you may not get the win as you expected it in that case. This is not something to internalize, which is what a lot of people do. I'm really bad at internalizing bad losses, really bad losses, things that I knew were going to happen that didn't turn out well. Knowing I put out a piece of copy and then going through it and realizing there are a ton of spelling and grammar errors inside of it, and the world's already seen it and judged it knowing that I'm going out for a performance and I'm speaking in front of people and the crowd just doesn't get into the message I'm speaking that day. That doesn't mean my message is failing. That doesn't mean that I'm failing. That means that on that day, there was no resonation for the people out there. On that day when I made that business proposal and did not get it, that just meant we weren't right together. You already know because you have experiences enough that you're going to have more losses than wins in life. You don't have to hit the ball every single time to get on base. You just have to hit the ball 20 to 30% of the time. If you're a 400 hitter, you're hitting the ball 40% of the time in baseball, you're a Hall of Famer. and You're making big money just for that. Besides the fact if we're, whether you actually make any runs or any defense at all, if you can make that skill, you are tops of the top. The big guys making big bucks are usually sitting around 325. But, Just because you're not getting on base every single time you swing, just because you're not making a deal every single time you pull out your briefcase, just because every single time you make an effort does not come back to you, doesn't mean you are on the decline. Doesn't mean you're doing bad. This is something that really hit home with me uh, about a year ago when I started a job search looking to replace my full-time job with another full-time job and was striking out. There were a lot of reasons behind me not getting any new jobs. That is a whole other podcast on dealing with actual dealings and professionalism and doing things that way, getting things in the process the right way. But to break it all down, I was stuck where I was. I was stuck trying to get out of a situation that I saw coming, and I did not have the capacity to do it. Or more specifically, the employers I was reaching out to didn't need me or didn't need my skills, or found someone else that was slightly better. That's the reality of it. They didn't hire me, they've not asked me back, and that's the case. That did not in any way diminish me that I could not get another position. In fact, it sort of bolstered up what I was doing here in the way that it goes, that I'm actually really good at what I'm doing and specializing in the things here. It just means that there was a mistranslation in how to get it over there and do other things. That means some opportunities aren't available at the moment, that's fine. That means some liberties that I would have with the places I believe I would have, I don't have where I am. but It doesn't mean that I'm not good at what I'm doing. In fact, it's it really empowers the stuff I'm doing here to show just how well it is and how specialized it is and the talents that's going on. But that's not what really feels good because I wanted to go do other things and they wouldn't allow me. So I had a choice. I can feel really, really bad for myself or I could buckle down and get focused on what I needed to do because essentially the window was closed where I need to put full focus on some job duties here that I didn't have the time to go around flirting around with other people and getting other things done. And, of course, I'm trying to run the side business, too, which takes a lot of time. So think about that next time you see something that looks like a defeat or truly is a defeat and it might feel bad. And it's okay to feel bad about it, but it doesn't mean that you are doing that bad. It doesn't mean you are failing at life, failing in just general. It just means that one little effort did not work out well. One little effort failed, and that's a, the truth. That's the definition of failure. It didn't work. It didn't work. You are not a failure. You are working just fine. So when you're done with your pity party which you're more than happy to have, dust yourself off, get back to work, try something else or even try that one thing slightly different and see how it turns out this time. Thank you for tuning into the podcast this week. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast in its former life, in its transition, and now as we continue on uh, in the second life. I'm so blessed to have each and every one of you listening because it gives me someone to talk to, and your feedback lets me know exactly what I should be talking about. So, how can you give feedback for the podcast? It's very simple you can email all things about your better you. At your better you info at gmail.com. You can visit the website for YourBetterYou better you at your better you.info. Of course, there are two podcasts and a weekly article that goes along with what goes on there. It, the website is about the business I have that is personal development. All my personal development is under that brand now, YourBetterYou, Better you. And it's, you know, it, that's how it works. So if you want information on coaching, on accountability coaching, or personal development work. Check it out at yourbetteryou.info. There's just a quick and simple drop-down menu box that can get everything all pre-ready to go. Then we'll have a conversation and see exactly if we are working together. And maybe we won't. That won't be a failure on your part or my part. You may decide I'm not the coach for you. I may decide I might know someone else better for what you're doing. We'll figure that out on that level. Of course, you can get the free coaching all the time by checking out the articles and the two podcasts we have there. On Wednesdays, we publish the Steps to a Better You, and on Fridays, this one, 10-Minute Life Lessons. And you can just reach out pretty much any time, and I'll probably answer a couple questions here or there, because I'm looking to improve myself, and a lot of that is by helping you improve you. More information on many of my other projects, check out jclevelandpain.net, and also check out morebettermedia.net as we're relaunching that brand into a brand-new, larger, multimedia thing. We'll see how well it goes and how long we can keep it sustained, uh, but we can use the help there as well. Otherwise, thank you for joining me for this podcast this week. Next week, we promise in 10 minutes' time, by the time 10 minutes hits the timer from the start of the podcast, you'll have a life lesson you can take with you and just put it in place. Today, we're telling you, don't think you have to feel like a failure. Take some time to decompress and move on. Next week, we'll see what topic we have for that one from the 10-Minute Life Lessons from yourbetteryou.info.